Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. Well, there we are. To all of you everywhere, wherever you are, uh, here at Little Falls Christian Center, the people who are spread out all over the nation, so many are on holiday or vacation at this time, and um, so many from so many cities and even around the world, particularly the eastern side of the world that is very much awake right now out there towards Australia, New Zealand, and the rest to the far east. We say on behalf of Maud and myself and on behalf of all my pastors and uh, my family, to you and your family, the most wonderful, blessed, in- incredible Christmas day that you've ever experienced. May the Almighty God grant peace, unity, love, fulfillment, joy, and meet all your needs and protect you and God over you with even sending His holy angels, for they are ministering spirits sent forth to minister on behalf of those who have obtained salvation. May they all be there for you and with you, and above everything, be filled with the Holy Spirit as a temple of God. If you believe in Jesus Christ, receive Him into your heart and become a temple of the Holy Spirit according to the Bible. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and you believe in your heart that God the Father raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Even right now on Christmas Day of 2021. Well, I have um, got a opening scripture here which I want to get to, and uh, this is to do with Luke chapter number 2, verse 4. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn, just a place where animals resided. And uh, it's just such a humble start. Let me say this to you. You know, I went to, with more to Chicago one year, there's a minister preaching about Jesus. It made a very big impression on me and we all sat there taking notes as fast as we can. And there's one of those things that if I think of a thousand sermons, it's the one I do remember and more does remember because it was all about Jesus. Now, we see here the Son of God born and wrapped in swaddling cloths and in a manger he was placed because there's no room for them in the inn. So in the most humble environment, The great creator, our savior, came to this earth with a mission to save you 
and to save I, or save me, or save all of us. Now, having said that, um, I want to say a couple of things concerning this man called Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God, the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, the Anointed One, Son of David, Son of God the Father, and the Holy Spirit. And um, it's, it's amazing if you think about it that today as we are here, we are celebrating the most celebrated birthday of all times. It was the birthday of Jesus Christ. Now, let me say this. No birthday of any individual on the planet since Adam and Eve to all eternity, no birthday of an individual has been celebrated more than the birthday of Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God. And today, still every year, we all come together as families and we have a sacred time with a Christmas meal and we are there with love and fellowship with those we know, loved ones, those close to us. And I want to say to you, his birthday was the greatest ever to be celebrated year by year. The second and the third of whoever lived ever does not even come close to the magnitude of this man, capital letter, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. In fact, it is so impactful, that event, that time, calculated time on the linear clock was split into two, B.C. and A.D. From that moment in time, we would refer before Christ and we would refer to after Christ, A.D., Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. We are now A.D. 2021, soon will be, if God wills, 2022. Now, not only was his birthday so profound and so celebrated, but did you know that the most, the most um, promoted, famous, often revered, treasured, popular, item in terms of jewelry that people, both men and women, wear it, is the cross of Jesus Christ. There is nothing on the planet, in the jewelry world, or anywhere else, that is a greater, um, more impactful symbol than the cross. I often think about that, and I think, it's one thing to have the cross on the outside, but we need a confrontation and to give ourselves and surrender our lives to Jesus so that he would come into our hearts. And then from there, the cross is now on the inside. As Paul said, I was crucified with Christ. I live no more. And he lives in me. Now, one thing I need to say, no person ever in world history created a greater movement than Jesus Christ. Born in a manger, never physically 
on earth wrote a book, never had a house that we know that he owned. You know, he said the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests. But as he quoted concerning himself, he says, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head to rest. I think not even a soft pillow for him. And that was, he had only one thing, and that was the clothes that he wore on his body. And the Father was, was in control of what he was provided for all the days of his life and his ministry. So the cross became the most famous symbol. If we look at him and we say, what movement is the most impactful? Throughout history, there is no greater movement that ever was recorded than Christianity. In fact, I was looking at the stats of South Africa, and uh, it's very, very interesting that if you cross-check, it says these words. You can go for yourself and have a look. 79.8% of the South African population said that they were Christians and belonged to some denomination. That's almost 80%. In fact, the later surveys goes, they actually go over 80%. But let's stay with 798 or at least 80% of the population of the world. As a, as, a, you know, as a habit, I would go into restaurants wherever I go, and I would say, are you a Christian? I would say, yes. Everybody says, yes. Are you committed to Jesus? Yes. And it is in South Africa by a long shot, a long shot. Let's call it, round it off on 80%. 80% of the population in this nation is Christian or confesses Jesus Christ on their statistical surveys said, I belong to this group, namely Christianity. Right. Now, if we go further than that, even if we look at the total percentage of his, his movement in South Africa, we look at the total percentage of the kingdom of God in South Africa and we look overseas, then it becomes the greatest movement which keeps on growing faster than any other movement on the planet. There is no movement that can compare remotely with the growth uh, escalation of Christianity. People are born again daily by the thousands through the work of evangelists, tele-evangelists, preachers, other people that witness for him on the streets, everywhere. He is the one spoken of more than anybody else. Can you believe it? A person that lived 2,000 years ago split time into two. B.C. and A.D. If you look at yourself and you ask questions, what impact did he, the Messiah, Jesus the Christ, the Son of God, had on your own life? What was his impact on you? And even now, there's room always to increase. In fact, did you know that more books were written about Jesus Christ in world history than any other subject, and it keeps multiplying by the year. 
It is just amazing. It fills library after library with book after book. I mean, if I even look just in my own study and here at the church and everywhere I go, you go to Christian bookshops, you see the, the vast amount of books by authors. You can go on, on the big stores online and have a look at all the Christianity books. There are tons and tons of authors. It just keeps on multiplying. Souls being one keeps on multiplying. Did you also know that the first proper printed book was the Bible? Did you know that the first book that was then banned was the Bible, but no man can close the door to the Word of God? Because if you close the door to Jesus Christ, then the door of life is closed to such and such a person who does that. And so therefore, it was soon that man began to read. And do you know that the most read book in world history of the population of the planet is called the Bible? It's an amazing thing if we have a look at it. Well, he never, like the Roman Empire, had an army following him. It's amazing. Here on earth, he never stood in a, say, some political office or office of influence. Never anything like that. He was just living a very simplistic life. And he said, my kingdom is not of this world. His earthly possessions were really meager. And they even stripped that off him at the time of the cross and gambled for his robe. However, he remains the most influential person to change the world and was said even by Pontius Pilate that he was profoundly wise when he passed him and he saw the Nazarene, as he put it in his letter to the emperor. He said he stood out among all the people around him. You could clearly see him. They It was something about Jesus that nobody else had. There was a majesty. There was just this severe presence of God, so to speak, for want of a better expression. And impactful. When they came to arrest him, he was praying in the garden of, of Gethsemane across from Jerusalem's Golden Gate. And um, when they came to arrest him, John, the book of John, you read that at the garden of Gethsemane. It, it, it says these words. He said to them, who are you looking for? And they say, we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. And he responded with a word saying, I am he. They went back and they fell on the ground. It is written in the Bible. And he had to lay down his life for no man takes his life. But he said, I will lay it down, but I will take it up again. I have the power to lay it down. I have the power to take it up again. He never led an army. 
He was the most influential world uh, person to change the world, in, and his words were like the sages, uh, said Pontius Pilate of ancient times, the wise men, wiser than them all put together. Now, his scholars were not from the University of Jerusalem. His scholars were just very ordinary people. He took the most simplistic, so to speak, people that were just fishers on a little boat on the Lake of Galilee, most of them coming from Beth Shemesh and the other from Capernaum. And uh, he had all these followers. One was a tax collector, Matthew the tax collector, and so on and so forth. His scholars were mere unscholared and untrained ordinary men, just very regular people. It tells you that God can use ordinary people like you, and God can take you and change your life and make you serve the king. With that, I could also say that he made history fall into place. You know, when I was at school by what we call Standard 8, which now I think is grade 10, uh, I wanted to get rid of the subject called history. Because to me, history was one of the, for me, I suppose individually we differ. To me, it was one of the most boring subjects of this king and that king and that one went to war against that one and then this and then that and then the other. And then you have to remember those dates. And I didn't even feel like knowing those dates. And then came the day with the Bible school that I had to teach church history. And I said to God, what do I do now? You know what I did with history. Now I'm going to do the history of the church. And uh, I, 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 I used something which I, then the Lord just inspired me, which I use in eschatology. That's the study of the prophecies and the end time world. And I, I made an alpha and omega line and I made it up to the cross. And then after the cross, through the Middle Ages, a thousand years, two thousand years, and then, then in, in the light of the cross and happenings in the church, I then saw how world history all related to Christianity through the ages. In fact, the Roman Catholic Church led the way for the first thousand years, and after that came the split with the Greek Orthodox Church and uh, we know today there are many denominations, as I've said earlier on. So he gave the world its most impactful figures as well. Now, there's one I want to lift out that really made a difference with planet Earth's history. I looked at his history more than once. It was a man called Martin Luther at the time of the Reformation. And Martin Luther was a very, very strong intellectual. He translated the Bible into, the Lutheran Bible into German, and it was just something that now made it available to everybody to read. And men began reading the Bible for the first time for themselves. For the first time, the light broke out through all the parts of society new translations would follow. And I want to tell you, I have a, I have a, a number there somewhere that I have, have written down. And if I can find it, it's like there's no other... Oh, yes. The gospel of Jesus Christ 
was translated what we know of 2,200 times. Any other book, there's no other book that even comes close to that. Nothing comes close to it. But this book, 2,200 times in different languages, scholar after scholar would rise up and say, I need to put this in my own language to my own people. And it kept a wave after a wave. Did you know that Christianity with the Christian Bible at the time of the King James Bible, when that translation came through, it became the standard of modern-day English. Did you know all those strange dialects that you get, that you used to get in England, were all synchronized, and everybody began to read the King James Bible. And as they read it, and as they took it in, they also began to know and understand a new way of speech. And therefore, English of today, the real proper English of today, is based on the authorized version of the Bible, the King James Bible, New King James Bible, the uh, English Standard Version Bible, and those that follow, they all came. And then just in English alone, it's an endless, here on my, on my computer, I've got an endless string of Bible translations. It just goes on. You know, uh, let's just go to, you know, another thing I needed to mention to you. And that is that every birth and every death recorded then would be like this. This person, since the time of Jesus, every birth and every death related to Jesus Christ. Born A.D. so-and-so date and died A.D. so-and-so. Anno Domini in the year of our Lord. He changed even on the tombstones. Do you know which tombstone is the most popular tombstone around the planet? The cross. Just take a look for yourself. Go into the cemeteries and have a look for yourself. You become aware of the fact the most popular symbol of them all is the cross. Do you know that when you take the watches, the first mechanical watches, do you know that it was developed for the monks so that they could know the time of day when they had to go and pray in those monasteries. That was the first of the mechanical watches. Isn't that amazing if you think about that? Then came hospitals, after hospital, after hospital, mentioning something about Jesus Christ the Messiah or relating to his name. Orphanages, homes of the ages. How about the Red Cross? How about the Salvation Army? How about the YMCA, Young Men Christian Association? All of these, do you know, if we, if we even look at the church, if you look at schools, the name of schools, how many schools have a reference? Right next to us here is a, 
a, a school called Trinity. It refers to the Holy Trinity. That's where it gets its roots. It is amazing. Time's going to catch me. I know it. I know it. I know it. But let me say this to you, and I, I, I think maybe uh, just one or two facts. That is the most, the most popular paintings in world art was the paintings of the Messiah, of Jesus Christ, Christian orientated artwork. Music was developing. Then they began with worshiping God in one accord. And so the Gregorian chants turned into music and all music instruments was developed so that worship could become better in the house of God. Now, if I look at human beings, the right and the dignity of the human being is related directly to him because to him, out of one blood, all the nations of the earth were created. And all men, as they say in the USA and America, all men are created essentially equal with inalienable human rights. That's called egalitarianism, which is the mindset of the kingdom, the doctrine that all people are equal and deserve equal rights and opportunities. Jesus taught us to love our enemies. Now I want to get to something which I think this morning I just stumbled on it in the Greek and I have to put this in here, just give you a little bonus here. Who do I think Jesus Christ is in my own life? Who, who do you think he is in your own life? We're called the bride of Christ, those who have been born again through faith in him, the son of God that inspired this book. Every word of it is God-breathed. And uh, we're the bride of Christ. So I have to look very quickly here at marriage. Listen to this. You most probably never in your life have ever heard this, but listen to this. I was studying some work of Dr. David Ben-Gigi, a, a Jewish scholar, and he spoke about the bride and he spoke about marriage and the married woman. And he said that in Hebrew, you find it that we have, we're dead to the world, but now we're married to another, uh, even Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Marriage, the marriage ceremony is called ni suin or kidu ni suin which is derived from kadosh, which means those set apart unto him. They are the holy ones or the saints. But related, the related verb of this is, regarding marriage, is the word nasa. And it would be isha, married to a woman. Now we know about Nasa, and we know about Isha, Nasa. What does it mean as I come to a close here? It means that from the ancient times, the bridegroom would depart, get the bride's residence where they would live ready. The father would say to the son, now is the time to go and fetch your bride. And the bridegroom would go out to get his, his bride. And 
She's in covenant with him. She will stay with her bridegroom. And it's derived here from the word kadosh, which means to set apart, but also the related verb nasa, which says Dr. David Ben-Gigi, it's related to to lift up Isha, the bride, Ish, the bride. So there we find that after holy, holy, holy matrimony between a man and a woman in a sacred situation like in the church, he takes his bride, he goes and fetches her at the wedding, and he lifts her up, and he walks through the door into his home, and now he can present her to his father, the bride. This is Christ. He is coming, and he's coming. Sure. Will be marked by this. He will lift up the bride of Christ from the earth. Carry her in his power, in his own arms, to the holy city. The home of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he will present to his Father his bride without spot and without wrinkle. Hence, from the ancient world, the custom of the bridegroom lifting up his bride and going through into the house. May you soon be lifted up. Go read Ephesians 5 verse 13. First Thessalonians, shall I say, 5.13. And read about the departure of the church, the lifting up of the bride. And I trust and I hope that you'll be with for if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ this Christmas day, and you believe in the heavenly bridegroom, the Messiah, that he will lift you up too and take you out of this world, we'll meet the Lord in the air, it says in the Bible. Take you through the city of gold, through the gates of the city, to be with him forever. God bless you. Nobody like Jesus. I close with these words. Jesus Christ is Lord. So let us, his people, the bride of Christ, celebrate him on the sacred day. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be strongly upon you this Christmas day. Remember him always, for he's coming to fetch you. God, the almighty God, bless you in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And all God's people everywhere said, Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.